Thank you for joining us for Digging Deeper with Gary Johnson. This radio program is dedicated to getting into the deeper levels of God's Word and learning how to live the life He has created for us. Let's join Gary now as he opens the Word and teaches us to dig deeper. Many blessings and welcome again to Digging Deeper. This is Gary Johnson. I hope you were with me last week. I hope you're a regular listener. And if you're not, please consider being so. I pray each week about what the Lord wants me to give to you and present to you and teach you. And um, I've been doing that for this week. So if you've tuned in, you've done just the right thing because this message is for you. Remember, you can um, access previous messages by, by going to kslr.com and looking up the podcasts or the archives, previous messages, and they have them by date. Last week, I started on Matthew chapter 8, and I want to do Matthew chapter 8 and 9 and teach that to you in detail for one simple reason. I want to build up your faith. The Bible says without faith it is impossible to please him. Um, The just shall live by faith, it says. And uh, Jesus said that if we'll just have the faith the size of a mustard seed, we can speak to a mountain and the mountain will move. And so everything is to be done by faith. Do you know what? If we will just have faith in God, we can expect him to just do anything that's in his will. Now, we know his will if we're in touch with him, in tune with him, in prayer through the Holy Spirit, then we'll know his will. And then when, and and, and in his word, because if we read his word, we know his will. And then when we pray, we can have faith in the established fact that he wants to do it. And if we know that he wants to do it by faith, we know that it's done. So I want to build up your faith today, your faith in healing, faith in deliverance, faith in financial situations, uh, faith in raising the dead. Uh, It can be physically dead, but it can be a dead marriage. It can be uh, emotions that have just put you down and out. I want to raise a lot of you from the dead today through the power of Jesus Christ. Are you ready? Are you ready to be new today and have the abundant life that Jesus promised? Open your Bible today and turn to Matthew chapter 8. We only managed to get through half of it last week. I want to do as much more as I can and get into chapter 9. I want lives changed. I want commitment from people that love Jesus. Jesus is coming soon. Don't you believe that? And the church is going to have a mighty place in the last day ministry to go out and reach the lost and to demonstrate the power of the Holy Spirit. I want you all to be part of that move of God in these last days. And any weight that is holding you back, any sort of difficulty, any sort of addiction, uh, any sort of habit, anything that you're into that you have witnessed from God that you shouldn't be, I want you free of it. Jesus wants you free of it. And Jesus is here today to impart to you all the faith and power that you need to be free of it. I'm just telling you that's the truth, the absolute truth. Let's pray before we start. 
Heavenly Father, thank you again for a glorious day, another day to serve you, another day to prove your will, another day to surrender myself to you. I give myself all to you right now, and I'm ready to receive into my spirit, into my body, into my soul, and my emotions every truth that you have for me right now so that you would spur me on to serve you with all my love and strength. In Jesus' name, amen. Is your Bible open to chapter 8? Now, last week, we read about some of the miracles of Jesus. He healed uh, the leper. And, uh, and, and then the most wonderful thing, this, this army captain, remember, a Roman soldier that's supposed to be over Jesus came to Jesus and called him master and said, Jesus, all you got to do is speak the word and, and, and my servant will be healed. What faith! What great faith! How did he get that faith? Because I believe he had seen Jesus. He had heard of Jesus. He had watched Jesus in action. Faith comes by hearing, friends, and hearing by the Word of God. And that's why I give you the Word over and over to build up your faith like this army centurion captain. And so Jesus says, your servant is healed right now. And he went on his way. And, and then he, he, Jesus went and healed Peter's mother-in-law. All he did was touch her, and she was healed. And so <clears throat> he's here to do the same thing for you today, and I'm going to give you other examples. We left off in verse 17 last week of chapter 8 of Matthew, and this is a good place to start because Matthew quoted here from Isaiah 53. And it says, He, Jesus took our illnesses, and he carried our diseases. Now, this is written in the past tense, which is not inappropriate for prophecy, because prophecy, which in this case was given hundreds of years before Christ, it's appropriate because a prophecy considers it done. If you believe in the word spoken ahead of time, you might as well call it done. It's the same way it said that Abraham said it considered, he considered it done. That, that he was looking for a city. Consider it done. He, he, he considered that the Lord was giving him uh, a place, uh, 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 delivering him to a new location. Consider it done. The Bible says he lived by faith, and, and, uh, and he reckoned things that be not as though they were. That's the words that's used in Hebrews chapter 11 about Abraham. That's the kind of faith we have for today. Reading this word is building up our faith. And so from Isaiah 53, it says, Jesus took our illnesses. It's done on the cross. Part of the atonement. It's over, he said. It's finished. I've done it. He carried our diseases. Every disease. Now where it says he took our illnesses, understand this. The word illnesses there in this translation, which is the Message Bible by, by Peterson. In other translations, it's infirmities or weaknesses. Because when you translate it like that, which I, I, I think encompasses more the, the complete meaning of the original language, it shows that Jesus is able to take any problem, any weakness, any infirmity, any habit, 
anything you've gotten into that you don't want to be into, Jesus is able to carry it away. And he carried it away. This is the mentality I'm trying to get you into right now. It's over. He took it. He carried it. And so whatever you're experiencing right now is in the past tense. Just thank him for it. Praise him for it right now. Say, Lord, thank you that Jesus came and carried it away. Thank you that Jesus took it away. Oh, glory to God. Let's look together at verse 18 of chapter 8. When Jesus saw that a curious crowd was growing by the minute, he told his disciples to get him out of there to the other side of the lake. Uh, I'm going to say something here that many of you might think to be sacrilegious. But I don't believe it is. Jesus was fully man, but he was fully God. And when I look back here in Matthew, Jesus had been teaching and delivering and, uh, and healing back in chapter 4, all over. Then it says when he saw all the crowd, he went up on the mount and gave a long sermon. Uh, chapters 5, 6, and 7. And then as soon as he came down off of that mountaintop, he had to deal with people's needs. The, the leper needed to be healed. The, the centurion's servant needed to be healed. Uh, the, uh, Peter's mother-in-law needed to be healed. And then it says... That evening, so we're talking about this whole long day he's already been through, and then that evening, uh, just scads, tons of demon-afflicted people and ill people, sick people were brought to him, and he took care of them all. Okay, it said that back in the previous verses. And Jesus then saw that a curious crowd was growing by the minute, and you know what? I think Jesus in his humanity, in his humanity, was starting to feel, I'm ready to call it a day. Uh, you know, and, and in Jesus' timing, I don't want you to be scared about Jesus' timing. Uh, Jesus is never late. Whatever your need is, he's here right now and he's always right on time. We're going to get to the story in just a moment where he was on the boat that the disciples thought was about to sink. And Jesus was sleeping, but he was right on time to calm the situation, to meet the need. And so, uh, actually, Jesus makes the decision right now in verse 18 when he sees a curious crowd, more of a crowd, even more coming. He's decided, I think it's time to call it a day. And so he tells to his disciples uh, to go get a boat so that he can go to the other side of the lake, where he believes he will find some respite for the night. As they left, I'm continuing on now in verse 19, as they left, a religion scholar asked if he could go along, and he said, I'll go with you, wherever he said, because he could see. You see, haven't you been to a meeting before that where an evangelist was there, or a healer was there, or somebody that you had just planned for a long time to go see, and, and he was about to wrap up the service. He's already been going on two, two hours, and you can tell he's about to call it quits. 
And all you want to do is just run up to him and say, Oh, don't forget me. I'll go with you. You're about to leave. I'll go with you. (laughs) And that's what this man is saying. I'll go with you. And Jesus answered him very curtly. (laughs) He said, Are you ready to rough it? We're not staying in the best inns, you know. Oh, I love this translation. I had to chuckle when I read that, huh? We're not staying in the best inns. In other words, you can come if you're ready for just any way of life. And uh, But that wouldn't bother me. Oh, as long as I'm with Jesus, I don't care what we're going through. How about you, huh? Another follower said, verse 21, Master, excuse me now. Oh, excuse me for a couple of days, please. I have my father's funeral to take care of. Oh, here's two different cases. Here's a man uh, first that said, oh, I'm going with you now. And I'll go with you no matter what. I'll stay with you. And But then this other man said, oh, just I wish you'd wait around a few days. See, <laughs> I, I wish you wouldn't be in such a hurry because I, I have my father's funeral I have to go take care of. And, and when that's done, then I'll be back. And then you'll still be here. Then I'll go with you. Oh, but Jesus refused, verse 22. He says, uh-huh, first things first, friend. Your business is life, not death. Follow me. Pursue life. Pursue life. Verse 23, then he got in the boat, his disciples with him. And there's no mention that anyone else went but the disciples. And the next thing they knew, they were in a severe storm. I've been on the Sea of Galilee uh, three times now, I guess. And uh, all three times, thank God, it was very smooth and calm and a beautiful day. Uh, But the guides were always careful to say that even nowadays, storms can brew on the Sea of Galilee in just a split second. You don't even know they're coming, and they're suddenly upon you. And, and you have to be ready for anything. So evidently, when the boat left the, the shore here uh, on, uh, on the, the north side of the Sea of Galilee, that's where Capernaum is, to head over to the east side, uh, it didn't look like there was going to be any bad weather. And, uh, and, but suddenly there was. And it says waves were crashing into the boat, and he was sound asleep. Have you gotten up one day and thought, this? I'm, I'm just determined? This is going to be a calm day, a simple day. Nothing's going to happen to me today that's just just, just not easy to handle. But then suddenly something crashed in, didn't it? You may even want to take a week off one day and say, I've had it. I'm just going to stay home and relax. But before you know it, something unexpected crashes in. And these waves were crashing in. And it says here, they didn't know what to do. And these, listen. These were not new people out on the boat. These were fishermen that had been on the Sea of Galilee fishing for years. They had seen everything, but evidently this storm was worse than most. Uh, But aren't you glad that Jesus was on the ship? Aren't you glad that Jesus is on your ship? If you don't know Jesus, we're going to pray today for you to know him so he can be on your ship, that when things start crashing down, You know he's there for you. Oh, Jesus had been so active all day that what he wanted to do right now was get on the boat and go to sleep. And uh, listen, I can't blame him. Can you blame him? After all he has done, I bet he had healed hundreds of people. I bet he had delivered 
hundreds of people. He gave the best sermon ever given on the mount. Might as well relax a little while. And so he is down sleeping. He had to sleep. His body, being human, had to sleep as much as you and I need to sleep. But the disciples didn't know what to do about the boat. And so they roused Jesus. They didn't spend a whole lot of time debating whether they should wake him up because they thought they were about to die. And so they said, pleading to him, Master, save us. We're going down. Do you feel right now that you're going down, that some situation in your life is taking you down? Well, I want to tell you right now, because you're listening to this program, Jesus is here. Jesus knows your situation, and he is ready to rescue you, okay? All he wants you to do is ask him. Don't be afraid that he's asleep right now. No, no, that was in his humanity while he was here, okay? (laughs) He's been resurrected. He has a heavenly body. He has an eternal body, just like you and I are going to have. And so Jesus is well aware of what's going on with you right now, okay? And, and so, let's follow the pattern that goes on here. <clears throat> First of all, Jesus reprimanded them. I don't ever want you to be afraid of being reprimanded by Jesus, okay? If Jesus is going to scold you, first of all, he's going to do it in just the right manner, and he's going to do it because he knows you need it. And he's not going to do it any longer than he needs to, any sterner than he needs to, but he's going to do it exactly right. If you have a bad situation in your life right now, and there's been something that you have done to contribute to it or cause it, I think you need to be prepared to be reprimanded by Jesus. Do you hear me? And he's going to do it, if he can, in a still small voice through the Spirit talking to you first. And he's going to say, yeah, you see, you see what you did again? But you know, you're able to change. I'm here to help you change. It's a partnership. If you tell me you want to change and you'll give everything you can to change, I will push you over the line. I'll help you over the finish line. That's what God does for you. He takes where you can't go, what you can't do, and he does it for you. He honors your faith. So I'm getting back to this story. Jesus reprimanded them. He said, why are you such cowards, such faint hearts? You know, the truth is that if these fishermen, these disciples who had been with Jesus already all this time, had developed faith, they could have handled the storm. Oh, In the name of Jesus. Jesus was there with them, wasn't he? Don't tell me he wasn't. He was there. He was there on the boat. They could have done the same thing. Didn't Peter walk on the water the same way? Because Jesus was there. These disciples could have spoke themselves. And calmed the sea. Stopped the storm. All right? Not in their own power. But Jesus was there. By faith in Jesus. I'm trying to build up your faith right now in Jesus Christ our Lord. So, Jesus then stood up 
And he told the wind to be silent, the sea to quiet down. And he said, silence. And the seed became as smooth as glass. The men rubbed their eyes, astonished. What's going on here? The wind and sea come to heal, that is, to obey at his command. Uh, if Jesus had known, don't you think that the boat was going to split apart? Would he have waited? No. No, he wouldn't have waited. Uh, Jesus took care of it. Now, did they have to yell and scream at Jesus? No, I don't think they needed to. All they had to do was ask. All they had to do was in deep contrition, earnestness, uh, giving up on their own resources, and just say, Jesus, we need you. We need you. We confess we haven't been as close to you as we perhaps should have been. That's why Jesus called them cowards, faint hearts. Jesus is implying they should have had more faith. They could have had more faith, okay? If they had paid more attention to all the messages and sermons that they heard him preach, I think they would have. If they had just focused on all of the oh thousands of, uh, of miracles that they had seen Jesus do, they would have had the faith. But that's okay. That's okay right now. If you don't have that kind of faith, hey, they didn't either, and they were with Jesus. But Jesus is on our boat, and Jesus is ready to make it right. Jesus is ready to, to be roused up and speak to your difficulty, speak to your storm, speak to the sea that's about to knock you over, and make it calm and solve your problem. And so I'm going to stop there again today because I want to lead you in prayer. Oh, we've got plenty of material to go through. Would you do me a favor? Read ahead. Start in Matthew 8, verse 28 for next time, and read there. Read the miracles of all kinds that Jesus did and continue through all of chapter 9. And I'm going to pick up there next time. You will already have your faith stirred up by the time you tune in to this program, and you'll be looking forward to it. Tell your friends to tune in. Now, that you've heard these stories about how Jesus acts, and he respects our faith and honors our faith. One faithful thing we can do is to pray. Because when we pray to him, that's simply saying, you know what, I believe in you enough, dear Lord that I believe I'm not wasting my time to come to you and communicate to you. In fact, I believe that when I place my need before you, I fully expect that you hear it and that you will meet that need. It says in 1 John that we should have the kind of faith to know that he hears our prayers and that he will do those things that we ask him to do. Would you bow your head with me again right now so we can close out this program? in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you united in faith right now. You said, Jesus said, there were two or three are gathered, there am I in the midst of them. Since you are here right now, and all power is invested in you, and I know that you care for me individually, 
out of all this universe, you came for me, then I'm not reluctant to plead to you to meet my need. It may be physical. It may be financial. It may be in your family. It may be emotional. Something that you haven't been able to handle. I want you to release it right now. You release it to Jesus right now. You just praise it to Jesus right now. You just thank Him right now. You say, Lord, I know right now that you're more than able to meet my need. I don't know exactly how you're doing it, but I know you're doing it. Oh, and Jesus loves to hear you say that. He adores His children, pouring out to Him their thanks, their praise, their love, their adoration. This is known as adoration. You're on your knees and you just do that to him and, and over and over say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that, that you know me, that you care for me, that you're able to do all these miracles, all these things. Remember the verse again from Isaiah, himself took our infirmities, took our weaknesses, and bore our diseases. That's mine. That's mine. He came for me. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Next week, we'll have another lesson. Remember, Jesus is the answer. And get to know him. Get to know Jesus. And have a blessed week. In Christ, you deserve it. Thank you for joining us for Digging Deeper. If you would like to get in touch with host Gary Johnson, please send him an email at g77j77 at yahoo.com. Again, that email address, g77j77 at yahoo.com. Thank you again for joining us for today's program, and join us next week for Digging Deeper.